0: Let's go ahead and get her done. Down, down We've in
1: there. Got on the other side.
0: <laughs> yeah, going down the bayou. <laughs>
1: going down the bayou. Going down the bayou.
0: One of my favorites. All
1: right. <clears throat> my name Ray, but everybody call me Ray.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I now I want to rewatch it. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? Honestly, this movie needed a, fire, a talking firefly.
1: Honestly, that's all it was no. missing. Firefly side.
0: No. <laughs> no, not a talking firefly.
1: <laughs> 10,000 cousins. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Murder Board Podcast. I'm your host, Walter. And tonight I am joined with Zaria. Hi. And Corey. What it do, baby? (laughs) Hey. And tonight we will be discussing the final episodes of season five of the Murderboard podcast. Yes, guys, we are here. We'll be ending the season with 200 episodes, which is really exciting. I'll get into more of that. But also, we are here to discuss the movie Swamp Thing from 1982. So if you have not seen this movie, this is your spoiler warning. And if you have, I hope you enjoy our little show here. But yes, I am back with the DC Comics Fan Club to talk about a DC comic character that not a lot of people know (laughs) exists. And a movie that people definitely don't know (laughs) exists. That's for the
1: best. (laughs) It's
2: valid, valid, for sure.
0: (laughs) Oh boy, I there's so much to discuss here, but before we get into all that, like I said, we are, this episode is what I'm going to mark as the beginning of the end for the Murderbird Podcast. Season 5, we are pretty much in our last two months as of this recording. It is the early November. I believe we have nine episodes left of the season, so congratulations guys. We're at the end what? of another season of the podcast. How do we feel? How we feel season 5 is gone this year?
1: Well, I, I've enjoyed season five. I've been on quite a few episodes this season, but also I've been on a good, a good amount or a good amount of episodes. I haven't been on. So I feel like it's been a pretty cool balance of hearing me and missing me. Yeah. I've enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Corey, how are we feeling?
1: I feel the same way. Like
2: it's been been pretty cool since I joined What season four.
0: Pretty much. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Pretty much joined season four. Um, and being able to be on some of these episodes, especially talking about a lot of these movies that I watched with you or as a kid, you know, by myself, it's been pretty, it's been a pretty much an amazing ride, I can say that. It's how, it sounds cliche and stupid, but that's, that's how it feels.
0: Yeah, I, I, seeing the behind-the-scenes stuff, I believe we have grown a lot this season. We've gotten a lot more listeners, um, which is really cool. And so I think this season has been very strong, although I will say this season has the highest of highs and like there are episodes that are just not out. <laughs> um, that's partially my fault. Ed- editing's hard when you're doing it by yourself, guys. And that's not to complain about it um, because I do like my process. I like I take every episode very seriously. But also, I do know that there are some episodes that uh, I promised that we didn't get to do because some- the audio is pretty messed up. you know. Uh, and so stuff, shit happens. It's just live. It's live. So we you know hopefully in the future we'll probably redo those episodes like we did with The Exorcist this year. Me and Aaron Aaron covered that one, and uh, like I said on that episode, me, Savannah, tried to do it one year, and then we tried to do it another year. It just never worked out, but we finally got it out this year. And same thing here, Uh, I know Roderick, Zarya, and Shelton did Jennifer's Body. I don't know if I've told y'all, but the audio on that one is crap it sounds really bad it sucks because rod that was roger's like final episode and he did all the research and everything it's, it's just really bad it's, it's it was a good episode but you can just hear me like coughing and dying in the background i don't know what happened but my basically the way i had it set up my speakers were on or my speakers were feeding in all the outside noise on my end and then something was going on with shelton like he was going in and out like Wi-Fi wise especially on on my end of the audio so everything I recorded on that episode was just really bad there's a couple other episodes we didn't get to me and Sheldon did a few episodes I think it was Wolverine Origins we did but Sheldon fell asleep halfway through it (laughs) so I couldn't finish the episode Um, there's, there's a few others in there that just haven't gotten out so like I said we'll We'll revisit them at some point, not next year, unless another opportunity provides itself. We are fooling around with some ideas with the help of Xander and Cannon, who have been rocks this season as well. Um, Xander and uh, Cannon suggested we do reaction and we start doing reaction videos. And I'm like, look, if someone sets it up, I will host it. <laughs> and so we're working on getting that started, which, um, so the podcast could look a little differently next year. And, um, there's some other things I want to get to, but as of right now, we're ending season five with like weird sci-fi, as I like to call it. I call it sci-fi and guns because that's the main staple out of all of them. Um, most of these you probably heard before, but just to kind of go down the list for everyone to hear. Here's what we're doing. So tonight we're starting with Swamp Thing 1982. The next episode after that will be The Terminator. The first one from 1984, one of my personal favorites. After that, um, we're back into anime. We started really strong this year with anime, with Cory and John and Xander and Canon. And so we're kind of finishing up our little two part episode on Blue uh, <laughs> Blue Velvet on uh, Perfect Blue with Paprika, which is supposed to be like a spiritual sequel. So we'll be doing Paprika and then we'll end November with Inception, a movie heavily inspired by Paprika. And then December is a month I've been kind of keeping hidden for a while because I did not know what we were going to do. But I decided to put my foot down and we're going to dedicate a whole month to just Stephen King. Um, And so we'll be starting with the original Carrie and the remake from 2013. At first, I was just going to do the regular movie, but I feel like I need to do both. So that week's probably going to, that first week of December is probably going to be a little heavy on you guys, whoever does that episode. But it's OK. Two movies that are essentially the same. I feel like it's pretty it's doable. Um, and I just really want to talk about both movies. Um, after that, we're going to talk about another Stephen King film called The Dead Zone, one starring uh, Christopher Walken. That again, I don't think a lot of people know this exists, but it's from 1983. And um, it's actually one of the first movies, I think, after post-Carrie that got made and uh, was pretty successful. Then after that, we're going to do a classic one we've been kind of alluding to since the beginning of the podcast, Misery from 1990. Um, this classic film has kind of regained some fans. And so let's revisit it. It's been a while since I've seen it, it's, but I read the book a while ago and I really love the book. So... Um, I can't wait to revisit it. And then we'll end the season with episode 200. And that will be the movie Needful Things from 1993. Um, At first, we were going to do Pet Cemetery to kind of like, you know, I feel like people know Pet Cemetery more, but. I decided to replace that with Needful Things because uh, I've only seen this movie one other t- one other time, and it was when I found out I had COVID, so I did not have a good experience <laughs> watching this movie, um, but I decided this movie is interesting because I don't think a lot of people have seen it. I don't think any of you guys have seen Needful Things. Maybe you've heard of it, but uh, have you guys heard of or seen Needful Things?
1: No, I haven't. At least I don't think I have.
0: Yeah, I feel like this one's going to be fun, especially for our 200th episode, a movie that not a lot of people are familiar with. Granted, I'm not that familiar with it either. Like I said, I watched it when I had COVID and I was dying, so I was barely watching it. And I feel like I, I got pissed off. Um, but yeah, I am currently reading the book, though. So I cracked open my Audible subscription. <laughs> I didn't buy the book, but I'm listening to it. So I'm kind of working my way through the book. So hopefully by the time we get there, I will have con- finished it and will be able to do a great. Uh, comparison but yeah that's what we got coming up here as we end season five of the podcast it's been a fun ride um a lot of great guests this season and just you know a lot of great episodes sorry Corey, you guys have been off and on and it's been great a lot of great episodes with you too and here to do another one because we're talking about swamp thing yes we're back <laughs> in the dc comics because we love dc comics Okay, so just first off, before I get into just the Jesus Christ, the the, the all of it of this character, <laughs> have you ever, be, both of you are pretty big DC Comics fans, as we know, have you ever heard of, and what is your opinion on the character of Swamp Thing per the comic books or any other media you have seen him in? So, Zaria, you want to go first?
1: I know of Swamp Thing, like, he, he pops up in, like, at least the storylines that I read, my main knowledge from him is I bring up this comic this comic uh strip or like this uh storyline so much on this podcast, but in justice I know I know like his interaction in that one um but other than that, I'm not that knowledgeable on the character. Mm-hmm. I just know that he protects the swamp
0: right <laughs> swamp I just think it's <laughs> correct.
1: What <laughs> can you do in my swamp?
0: <laughs> All right, Corey, what's your opinions on the character of Swamp Thing?
2: So, I know Swamp Thing a little bit more, but not as much. So, so I think of the character of Swamp Thing as, again, like a C-list, D-list hero. He doesn't really affect people in the main sense, but he's like a magical superhero. So, he works with, like, Zatanna and Constantine a lot, and... Mm-hmm. Um, and he also works with like Beast Boy because there's there's this thing with DC Universe. So there's two different like I guess you could say two different. I guess I'll just say teams at this point. So there's the green and then there's the red. Hmm. So the red is the animalistic side. So that's like Beast Boy, where Beast Boy, Animal Man, Guana Man. They are part of the red, where there's, like, all animal stuff, where they're connected to the animal kingdom. The green is about vegetation, plants. So, Swamp Thing, Poison Ivy, Solomon Grundy are all part of the green. And Swamp Thing is, like, a person, I guess you could say. He, he wasn't really interested in me. Like, he's a dude that died in a swamp and came back to save the world, save the Earth he just seemed like
0: an Earth Day superhero to me. And I was just
2: like, I really don't care. An <laughs> Earth Day superhero. <laughs> just seemed like an Earth Day superhero,
0: and I'm like, I really don't care. <laughs> but like, I can't be mad at it. I mean, yeah, I I'm pretty sure I'm with there with both of you. I know I have very limited knowledge on this character. Although I will say I have seen him pop up more and more in recent years. Um, but yeah, my general knowledge is that he is the swamp monster um he's essentially if like you took hulk and dipped him in like really green sludge and then he just stations um from what i've seen and what i've known him from he pops up as more of like a uh what's it called like he's a type of character that is less of an action hero and I, I i only today as i did research i learned about his more horror background but to me he's a character mm. that pops up when characters need to know something <laughs> like he's that librarian yes. character. Like they go to yeah. him when they need extra information, and so and so like my my first time like really getting knowing this character was when in I don't know if anyone else has seen this, but the animated movie uh, Batman and Harley Quinn that came out a few years ago, where mm-hmm. uh, basically Harley Quinn teams up with Batman and Nightwing, and they they're kind of like solving this mystery. Spoilers for whoever I have not seen it though, but I'm gonna spoil it really quickly. Um, basically the villain turns out to be Poison Ivy which, you know, her connection with Harley kind of makes things complicated, and then Poison Ivy is enhanced by utilizing Swamp Thing, and they have this big old eco-like plot to take over, and so it's like, is he a hero or is he a villain? Um, I think he does become a hero at the end of that, but other than that, he's popped up a few times. He was, (laughs) I actually really like him in um, the Harley Quinn animated series. He was a big part of, like, season three, I want to say, where boys and ivy did go to him to get enhanced in that series and so he's they portray him as kind of like a hipster eco guy like he's a like a vapor but it's it's like literal like vines and um he ends up having an affair with nora freeze (laughs) it's oh god and so they're an item and it's the funniest like thing ever and i believe like nora freeze is voiced by rachel uh drach from like snl and also popular movies but like she's one of my favorite characters on that show but yeah there's like a whole season of her just boning swamp swamp thing like she left mr freeze after he unfroze her and they cured her and she's like she's boning swamp thing now and it's like okay that's a thing that's happening but yeah he's she's just kind of there good for her yeah yeah he's kind of just as an enhancement character like he's there when you know i guess when poison ivy from what i've seen he's mostly connected to poison ivy um that Mm -hmm. was when i heard about the green and I'm like, OK, I didn't know that there was like a, a big like, you know, tethering, like psychotic, not psychotic, but psychic wave for all vegetation characters. But there is apparently uh, same thing goes with the red, which I learned about. I think it was Vixen. But is Vixen a part of that? She has a necklace, though, but I guess she's yeah, a- now
2: she's, she's technically a part of it. Yeah, because she just like Animal Man, she can tap. So. Animal Man can tap into, like, the powers of animals, just like Vixen can. He doesn't have a totem because he is the totem. So he can just do that. Now, I thought you were about to say Titans. Titans. Yeah, that's I why I thought you were going to say you learned about the red was Titans because that's when they brought it up, really. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, season four was when I really learned about it. But yeah, season four Beast Boy goes through the red, and so that's where yeah. a lot of the. But I it was when like Vixen was introduced, and I what uh in one of those CW shows I forget which one, and they kind of talk Vixen. about it a bit.
1: But to say yeah, she had her like own like animated movie through CW. Uh, I thought it
0: was she- a TV show. I a couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought she popped up in something. Maybe it was what Legends.
1: She was in Legends of Tomorrow. Okay, I think or, that's mm-hmm. where it
0: was. But yeah, I mean Vix is all right. That see, that's what I know about it. But uh, back to Swamp Thing. It's funny how we started off with Swamp Thing and went into a whole bunch of other characters. <laughs> but yeah, he in all in all in overall swamp thing to me is equivalent to one of my favorite episodes of avatar the last airbender the library he's like the giant owl like he's just there to give information (laughs) and if he needs to he'll wreck shop to protect his swamp (laughs) i thought you were going to talk
1: about the actual like swamp benders oh man
0: i mean they're there too the sand the swamp benders (laughs) to give some like basic info on swamp thing though Swamp Thing, per DC Comics, here are the highlights. Swamp Thing is a superhero based by DC Comics, a humanoid plant elemental creature. The character is a swamp monster that it resembles an anthropomorphic mound of vegetable matter and fight to protect his swamp home, the environment in general, and humanity from various supernatural or terrorist threats. His arch nemesis being the sorcerer Anton Arcane, we will get to.
2: <laughs> well, in, uh, I love how he's a sorcerer
0: <laughs> in the comics, but for any kind of media, they adapt him. He's just an, just a, a monger, just a, a business owner. <laughs> so angry about right that. All right. So uh, created by writer Lee Wayne. Lee Wayne and artist Bernie Wrightson. Uh, Swamp Thing's first appearance was in House of Secrets 92, or number 92, from July 1971, in a standalone horror story set in the early 20th century. The character then returned in a solo series set in the contemporary world and in the general DC continuity. The character was most popular during the the OG uh, 70s run and during the 1980s under Alan Moore, Swamp Thing is often one of the main figures in Justice League Dark. And so, yeah, what uh, from what I read, a lot of his popularity came from the 80s, which is post this movie. But Alan Moore is, you know, for people who know comic books, he's a very big and somewhat controversial writer sometimes. But he brought back Swamp Thing and people really dug his version of it. Um, I have I did not look into his version of it because a lot of this movie kind of follows the <laughs> original stuff, but we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, that's the general general consists on it. I'll get into all of the movie stuff when we do movie facts here in a sec. But um, that's swamp thing, <laughs> anything you guys want to add or talk about before we take our first break here?
2: Um, Just the fact of like, again, it's funny because like Z, because I was gonna say what Z said earlier. Like, and I know we're gonna talk about the movie later, but like this is probably what made people not want to read Swamp Thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like this movie specifically? Because like you know what's funny is like you talk like you were talking about how it was said in like horror. Like this is the same way Moon Knight was introduced, but you see the difference, right?
0: Yes, definitely.
2: Yeah, because like Moon Knight and Blade were both introduced in like suspense tales, I believe, when they were fighting off werewolves and vampires. And they became their own characters with their own books. Then, you know, you got You got Swamp Thing. And he was introduced to, you know, a horror comic, and it was like, okay, for a bit. And they made the movie, and you're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore.
0: And like, just to kind of bring up counterparts, I mean, he does have a Marvel counterpart, which is kind of the same premise, but we have Man-Thing. Oh, God, let's not even go into that. Which isn't please. better, and yeah. has an even worse movie. But I did not add this... To our roster just yet, but um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> swamp yeah, creatures, he- people love swamp creatures. Apparently,
1: his name is Man Thing.
0: Yep. Yeah,
2: it's the yeah. main thing. It's so stupid because he looks just like a big piece of moss.
1: Yeah, he's like a
0: giant that's grass Marvel- elephant.
1: <laughs> but ma- doesn't Marvel have a character called like the Thing?
0: Yes. Yes, that's different, though. That's different. I- he's rocks. I-
1: but. <laughs> I mean it could have gotten a little more creative.
2: Man thing, the thing. Well they're trying to like, they're trying to copy off a of swamp thing. They're like, we can't use swamp thing and they can't use plant thing, so they're like, man thing.
0: I will say man <laughs> thing has way cooler powers though. He can like burn you with touching you and stuff like that. So again, if, if for people who may have seen the Werewolf by Night special on Disney Plus or even like they redid it with color this time this year this past Halloween, um, he appears and he's really cool, but yeah, just be glad we're talking about this movie and not his original movie, because his original movie is unspeakable. <laughs> it's way it bad. was ass, it was so bad. It was ass and asinine, that's what I'll say.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I'll go through you that one, I'll give you that one.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, sorry, it could be worse, we could be talking about Man-Thing in all of the sense. <laughs> I would not uh. be alright with that being said guys we're going to go ahead and take our first break and then we'll be back with some more Swamp Thing sounds really gross
1: (laughs) government agents scientists soldiers master criminals secret formulas Monsters and midgets. None of them belong in this swamp. Only one thing does. The swamp there.
2: Uh-huh, you're a kind of trouble.
1: The Swamp Thing. Adrienne Barbeau and The Swamp Thing. An outrageous pair in the
0: incredible adventure that grows on you or all over you. The Adventures of The Swamp Thing. The comic book legend lives All right guys, we're back. Let's talk about Swamp Thing from 1982. It was released February 19th, 1982, written and directed by our friend Wes Craven. <laughs> Based on Swamp Thing by Lee Wayne and Bernie Wrightson, the film stars Louis Jordan, Adrian Barbeau, Ray Weiss, and Dick Durock. And the plot goes as such on the verge of a breakthrough in his quest to wipe out world hunger. altruistic botanist, Dr. Alec Holland, these names, Dr. Alec Holland is a place is placed under the protection of special government agent Alice Cable. Jeez, I hate these names so much. (laughs) Mm. Mad outlaw scientist Anton Arcane wants to steal Holland's research for his own nefarious ends. But an unforeseen accident during the heist turns Holland into the swamp thing, an enormous plant like creature that fights back against Arcane's henchmen and to save Cable. The budget for the film was two point five million, and um, oh. don't know where it went. Bro. But it was the nineteen
2: eighties. That looked like each other on a phone in someone's backyard swamp. What happened? Of...
0: It all went to the oh, helicopter at the beginning. That's what I'm. Getting. Oh yeah, uh, yeah for sure. Yeah, the helicopter <laughs> and the three explosions. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Oh
0: man. Okay, so just some like bonus facts here. Uh Swamp Thing did well on home video, not in theaters, but home video and cable and was followed by a sequel, Return of the Swamp Thing in nineteen eighty nine. I don't know anything about this movie other than the fact that everyone was recast except for the guy in the suit that plays Swamp Thing. <laughs> so
2: Bro you have, you're joking. You they did not actually make a sequel of this
0: fucking movie. They did. <laughs> oh my god and i think that one is based on the alan moore stuff <laughs> so, i have not seen it um also this is my first time watching this movie by the way is this your first time watching this movie guys yes uh, yes uh, yeah. okay good we're all on the same page because i've heard about this movie because i like wes craven but I, did, I stayed away from this one until today <laughs> All right. So in July, 1990, USA Network premiered Swamp Thing, a television series. Uh, This saw Dick Durock reprising his role again. That's the guy in the suit Uh, using a modified version of the return to Swamp Thing costume. The series took a deliberate turn away from the campy themes of the 1989 film predecessor and leaned towards the darkness of Wes Craven's version in the latest 1993. Uh, oh, it lasted until 1993 with a total of 72 episodes. I mean, okay, and darkness even for the 80s, like post Batman 89. I guess it's the same year, but like post. Well, yeah, no, post Batman 89. The West Craven's version is nowhere near dark, <laughs> and this is just. Um, this is really like this. This just you know superheroes were all over television around these times, so. It's kind of hard to really gauge, but, um, okay. So moving forward in 2009, Joel Silver announced plans to produce a reboot of the Swamp Thing franchise from a story written by Akiva Goldsman, uh, in April, 2010, Vinicio, uh, Vincicchio, I apologize for not getting that name. Uh, Natalini, uh, was confirmed to direct, but in May, he decided to delay the Swamp Thing reboot and pursue other projects instead. Good call. Um, in, two, in January two, uh, in January 2023, a new reboot was announced as a part of the DC universe by James Gunn. Um, and so that's kind of the production that's happening right now. Like we said, this is definitely right up James Gunn's alley. So I'm interested in what he'll do, but again, the modern versions of this character that I've seen pop up, he's just a giant library of like enhancements. Like you go to him to get some uh, power enhancements or to learn about what's going on because he's connected to the world, which is weird. Uh, I mean, it's called cool power, but it's just like he's just a library character. So I don't know what you could really do with him. <laughs> and this is kind of something that's kind of offhand, but um, in May of 2018, DC Universe gave the production a script to series order for a new Swamp Thing series. The series premiered in May uh, 31st, 2019 and consisted of 10 episodes. Shortly after its premiere, DC Universe announced Swamp Thing had been cancelled. The remaining episodes were released on DC Universe until the series' conclusion on August 2nd, 2019. The series received positive reviews from critics, uh, particularly for the series' horror elements and practical monster effects. Despite being released on DC Universe, the series does not exist in the same fictional universe as the service. Other live action series, including Titans and Doom Patrol on June 6, 2019. The series was canceled one week after its premiere episode. Um, OK, so this this whole thing here was pretty huge for a hot minute. Like we said, I'm a huge fan of Titans. You guys have watched Titans in. I'm assuming you're all fans as well. And I have not watched Doom Patrol. It's just not my like style series, although I hear it's good as well. Um, but I was really into Titans. Um, and then this series was also dropped within that bunch, but kind of got left out in the dark, especially as we approached COVID. So for this episode, I decided to watch the series. <laughs> Surprise, I did the I did extra homework. So let me say this: I only got to three episodes. <laughs> Lord, and it's not bad. It's it's definitely not bad. It's not it's not bad. And I will I will go as far as saying it's good. Like it's fine, it's interesting, and it's definitely a different series than Titans and Doom Patrol is. Um, it's got kind of the same tone as Titans, though. Um, and I love the cast of this series. The cast is uh Crystal Reed, who I know best from Teen Wolf, but she is a DC alum because right after she left Teen Wolf. She also was on a season. She was on the last season of Gotham as uh Falcone's daughter and it was a nice little uh plot arc that she had in that show. So I was glad to see her get more work and do this. I remember when the show came out, people were talking about her performance and the fact that the show was just really good. And so that was that. Um, the guy playing Alec Holland is Andy Bean. You may know this guy from It Chapter 2. He played um, the adult version of one of my favorite characters in It. Stan, the book and the movie. But he was the adult version of him. So he plays Swamp Thing. Um, Crystal Reed plays Abby Holland, which is the sister, I believe. They they switch it to being a sister. Um, and then a lot of other people are in this. Uh, Adrian Barbeau does come back. She's in the series as a doctor. Um, And Will Patton is a version of Arcane. Uh, If you don't know who Will Patton is, he was featured recently in the Halloween trilogy from Blumhouse. He played uh, Laurie's love interest um, Hawkins, I believe is his name. And he's been in a a few other things. And there's a lot of other people. Virginia Madsen is also a a major character in this show. She was original uh, lead in Candyman, the white girl. Um, She was there and she's doing pretty good. Um, Okay, so here's my quick review of the show, and then we'll go into the movie. From the first three episodes, it's fine. It's good. It's a nice, like, it's a nice southern gothic version of, like, a horror slash sci-fi series. Um, You spend, the first episode, I think, is really good. Like, you spend most of the time learning and getting to know both Abby and Alec, and then their origin happens at the very end of the episode, And it's a nice little conspiracy that's going on. A lot of the show is kind of the same plot as the movie, which is why I felt like I needed to bring it up as I was watching it. Um, It is essentially the same plot, except that they flesh out a lot of the characters. Um, They switch Alice to being a dead girl. Like, she's already dead. And so she's a different girl. She's Abby's, like, friend who, like, mysteriously died, and Abby is kind of blamed for murdering her. And so Abby went off and became this, like, government official, and then Alec stayed in this town. And essentially, the main plot of the show was that people are starting to get this green flu, this sickness, and they don't know where it's coming from or why it's mutating. And then this, um, they kind of uncover this conspiracy, and then at the end of episode one, Alec... <laughs> Alec and Abby stumble upon something they shouldn't have seen, and essentially, um, Alec, they try to get away via boat chase, similar to the movie, and the boat explodes, and you see Alec kind of pretty much, they, they try to kill him, and he essentially turns into Swamp Thing, and so when he turns into Swamp Thing, he started to he's inherently connected to all the people that are sick, <laughs> And it's uh it's up to Abby. It becomes her show because it's Crystal Reed, and it becomes her show. She's like a like a black sidekick, like, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Um, and this series kind of goes from there. It's um, you know, it's not a lot of swamp thing because they're they're building up the mystery. I only got to three episodes, but you spend a lot of time just kind of uncovering this conspiracy. Meanwhile, Arcane is doing his best to kind of cover up the fact that he's involved. The serum plays a big part. You you get more information on that and what it is supposed to do. It is supposed to be an enhancement. So basically, the, the villain's plot that they hired this company to make this enhancement serum to grow more like land so they can develop it and produce more on it which i don't know how you just magically grow land but i mean it's dc comics so sure but basically he owns this big ass like plantation estate and he's trying to grow more of it Uh, so basically take out the swamp by adding land which again you kind of need dirt instead of water for that to work and there's nothing but water in this town (laughs) but he's doing that so he can make more land build more houses and companies and get richer blah 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 um and it's fine the acting's fine i think the best part of it is that it looks really great but here's the, it's it's a double edged sword the show looks amazing like there are some really great shots especially for uh doing the more horror southern gothic look for it only problem is, is that sometimes it's very easy to tell when it's green screen and or digital. And then it's very easy to tell when they're actually there. And most of the show is green screen. And so what I mean by that is that in one shot particularly that comes to mind, there's a beautiful shot of Abby and her black friend talking on a porch. And the porch is kind of sitting on the lake, like the on the swamp water. And so the way the shot comes in is that it's mirrored and so basically the reflection of the porch is on the water and it's kind of lit up by these uh tiki candles and it looks so cool like it looks cool the only thing that breaks it apart is that the background the night sky is completely like it's completely green screen to the fact that you can see the little green hue (laughs) behind the actresses who are wearing Mm. and so it's like it pulled me out but like other than that it's really cool. Swamp Thing himself looks great, but they keep him in shadowed because they don't want to fully pull out this the suit or everything. But they I love the red eyes and how his powers kinda of work. His powers work a lot faster. He grows his arm a lot faster in this in this too. And he's kinda of, he's kinda of telepathic as well, so he doesn't have to like move the mouthpiece. <laughs> Um, and he's he's kind of working. he's kind of working it more like an alligator in this series. He's kind of moving in the water because he's trying to figure out what he can do. But again, he has this hive mind thing going on with these patients at this hospital. And so the episode I watched last night, the little girl who's kind of the main one who's supposed to be dying, starts getting better. But she goes out to try and like find him. It ends up like seeing a bunch of murder stuff happen. And so he goes to save her. And then Abby's like he sees him for the first time, essentially. And so, yeah, that's my overall, like, take on it. Also, R.J. Seiler is in the first, like, few minutes of the first episode. If you don't know who that is, he, he's mostly known for, like, the Blue Ranger in Power Rangers 2017. And he's kind of been a, a good up-and-coming actor. But it was just a nice little, like, okay, it's nice seeing R.J. Seiler in one of his first roles. Um, He dies, but he, he's cool seeing him. But overall, it's I, I would I don't know if I'm going to keep going, but I'm interested enough to keep going, if that makes sense. Like, it didn't pull me in immediately like Titans, and it's not boring, but I do feel like some throughout the episodes that I've watched, there are moments where it just drags and drags until they get to more of the like, okay, here's what's happening. A lot of the character stuff is dragging, but the plot is still very interesting. I do wish they would have turned the brightness up just like, you know, 25%, because it's very dark to look at sometimes. Like, I have to turn up the brightness on my phone. And it's, it's very hard to look at. But other than that, it's it's a nice little Southern Gothic horror tale about a swamp monster. Um, does any of that sound interesting to you guys? I'm sorry I went a little long there, but that's that's the show that I watched.
2: Uh, I mean, if
1: you get to you no, know, I think I think it would be kind of cool to watch. Probably give it a second chance. How you talked about it would make me go and watch it to give it a try. Will it stick? I don't know. have to wait until i try it but how you described it is how you described like riverdale and like it makes me want to watch it
0: yeah the first episode is really good because it's just introducing and again you learn a lot about alec and what he's doing and then you learn about abby but there and i do like the outdoor like villain plot of like again it's stupid growing more land on water but it's, it's interesting. Like, it's it's a nice little conspiracy. But like I said, there are spots where it feel like it drags. And I don't know if I'm going to keep going now that we've done this podcast. But if I do, then I would probably tell you guys. I don't know. I find it interesting. But, yeah, it's a nice little... I will say, last thing I'll say about it, and then we'll shift over to the movie, I promise. Um, the, I feel like this show, the reason it canceled so... Because a lot of people liked this show a lot. Like, a lot of people loved it when it came out. It had, like, the reverse like reaction that titans had when they revealed their trailer and everything you know the fuck batman controversy everyone liked this so to see it go so quickly was so weird but i do think if the show had come out post the initial covid reaction like if they if they had waited just a year or two one to spice up the effects but if they just waited till like 2021 and release this as like an HBO Max series like they did with Harley Quinn, even though that also premiered on DC Universe, it kind of rebooted with uh, HBO Max. I feel like if they had put it out on HBO Max, as like a Halloween type of like limited series, then they could have gotten at least two more seasons out of it because the, the entire plot is essentially a, a contagion type thing. Like it is a pandemic in this small town. They're trying to stop it before it spreads type deal there's a lot of that in here and i feel like because of how covid went down and how movies like contagion and um i am legend kind of boosted in popularity during that time as people were at home rewatching these more You know, are we gonna survive apocalyptic sickness movies? This could have thrived, but because it came out just short of a year beforehand, (laughs) it missed the market. And also, it premiered on DC Universe, which is one of the things that DC doesn't talk about. But it it was it was a failed (laughs) app, (laughs) and now it's relegated to just a comic book app again. But people were they were really trying to make this app to compete with Disney Plus. But it it, yeah, that's that's essentially why it failed. But I see why people were interested in this, especially at that time. Um, So that's the last thing I'll talk about it. Shifting over to this movie. Oh, boy. I'm going to have a lot of fun with this. And it's going to be very quick because there's not a lot to talk about, really. Uh -uh. (laughs) Okay. Swamp Thing 1982. Direct written and directed by Wes Craven. Oh boy. Fresh off of uh The Last House on the Left and just two years before a nightmare on Elm Street. And this is what he did. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um overall thoughts, Corey. You can kick us off with this one. What's your overall thoughts on? Oh, this you
2: movie? are my overall thought. I'll give you my overall thought, goddammit. <laughs>
0: oh.
2: <laughs> First of all, this movie was whack as fuck. Because this you know what this reminds me of? Just reminds me of, like, back in the 80s and 90s, Marvel had sold the rights to a lot of their characters' movie rights to companies, and a lot of companies just pumped out movies just so they could have those rights. For example, The Punisher had a 1982 movie that came out. Oh, boy. Then you also had... Oh, and guess who played The Punisher? Who? Dolph Lundgren. Yes. Who? Dolph Lundgren. Uh... What's he's he's example? one you of know. the older.
0: He's a part of that generation of like uh, '80s action stars, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I that's forgot it. what he's mostly known for. Um, I honestly forgot. Let me look it up. But keep going. Universal soldier. Universal. Yeah, that's he's just like one of those like inaudible action dudes that have an accent.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you know what's funny is that he didn't have a skull. in that, And I know we're talking about Swamp Thing, but just to preface off of this, he didn't have a skull in that movie. And it's not like they didn't have a right to it; they did have a right to it. They just didn't use it. Okay. Second of all, (laughs) Uh, so the second thing was like, yeah, go ahead.
0: Okay, just again cutting in, and then we'll move off of uh, Punisher. But Zarya, he was in Rocky Four.
2: Yeah, he was Dra- he was
1: Drago.
0: Yeah, he was Drago in Rocky 4 and then he's in the uh, he's in the expendable movies, but he's mostly known for the Russian guy that beats up Rocky and kills his,
1: Gotcha. His- okay, I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, he, he's in
0: he's in Creed 2 II and 3. Yeah.
1: Yeah, when you had said Drago, I was like, I think that's that Russian dude and then yeah. okay. Okay, yeah.
0: Again. Okay, go back, sorry Corey. Go ahead.
1: Good. But yeah, like I said, it just it, it
2: reminded me of those uh Movies that they did back then, because they were just trying to get, just trying to have the rights to the movie, and like looking at Swamp Thing, like, and you told me what the budget was, <laughs> oh, oh, like that didn't even look like a budget worthy movie. Like it literally looked like you shot this in a in someone's backyard, in and in Southern New Orleans area, where, <laughs> uh, where there's a fucking marsh, and you had a busting up shack, bro. Like, and you know what's sad to say. Is like, throughout this movie, the greatest character wasn't even the main fucking character. It was a kid named Jude. And oh. you know what? He was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. When she, my, the part that got me with Jude was when he said, what happened to that car? She said, it hit a tree. He said, mm, must be one of them hit and run trees. Because it's gone. fucking <laughs> going <laughs> I started crying laughing. Oh my god. Oh, uh, uh, it was so funny. And just and objectively speaking, like looking at this movie, like you could tell it's like it looks like one of those cheesy monster movies. You know what I mean? Like the ones with the rubber masks and everything. Like it's just it's weird. And we're not even gonna get into arcane. We'll talk about that later, but like fuck. Man. He destroyed his entire character. I don't even know why they even did him.
0: Yeah, we'll get, in, we'll get into all of it. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, um, yeah. for the record, though, this movie was filmed in South Carolina. <laughs> so, oh, my. That doesn't make it any better. It, does it doesn't not, make it
1: better.
0: Alright, Zaria, overall thoughts?
1: Well, first off, I want to say you lied to me.
2: <laughs>
1: um, You said you were laughing. It was funny. I did not laugh once. Overall thoughts, mm, I'm going to have to agree with everything Corey said because he kind of summed it up. Shit, that's what it was. Match the product. Like, (laughs) I don't know what they spent the money on. It could have, like you said earlier, it could have been that helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where that money went because the movie that was produced, mm, something's not adding up, and that's the 80s. So that money's worth more,
0: right?
1: I don't even want to look up the inflation. <laughs> no,
0: I don't want to know. I don't, I think I
1: don't want to know what that price is today because it's gonna make me even more upset. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank god this movie was free. <laughs>
1: yeah, Facts if you would have bought this movie, Walter, we would have had to have a conversation because no,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh man. Would have pulled out Sykes from uh, Shark Tales. He's like, my financial advisor. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man.
2: All right. I got, yeah, I got to tell you, though. Like, I don't, like, like Zaya said, I don't know what the fuck they spent that fucking money on. And, like, just thinking about the inflation, there ain't no way there ain't no way there ain't no way (laughs) like like, who do they i think it might have been the actors they spent the money on because like the main actress in the movie was like a big actress during the 80s like she was like
0: in and shit like that yeah and wasn't she big in a certain area of her yeah no they were yeah she definitely was
2: she was uh she was built very different there, bud. She was she was built Tonka tough in that area, is what I would call
0: it. So tough they only gave her one shirt for the entire movie. Well, <laughs> and, oh, and they had to have like the subtle nudity So I the know movie, the movie, like, gotta... yeah. So we know the money did not go to the costume because everyone wore the same outfit. <laughs> yeah. And this movie takes place over all... like three days.
1: So <laughs> it's all in the same day.
0: This movie seemed like it took 3 days.
2: <laughs> it was 3 days, guys. This movie took place over the course of 3 fucking days.
0: Cuz she ends up like sleeping. Well, she was knocked out for one night and then they found her. She she laid down again. Okay. Um let's just get into the movie. Okay, so my overall thoughts here. Um yeah, this movie's pretty bad. <laughs> this movie sucks ass even for the 80s. We are again, like I said, for for just like context. We're just what? Uh this is pre-Batman 89 and just two years before a nightmare on Elm Street. Movies that are both cheesy in their own rights today, but were most mostly known for their tone and their visual effects. And Wes Craven here is not the master of horror he would become just yet. He's still a pretty schlocky director at this point in time, but he is known because he did do the famously controversial film Last House on the Left, which got a lot of traction. And he's mostly, oh, my God, I'll tell you what really pissed me off about this movie here in a minute. But for context, again, Wes Craven at this point was mostly known as an editor. He Before he got into directing, he was mostly known behind the scenes as a really good editor. Remember that. He's a really good editor because my main problem with this movie is the goddamn editing. But we'll get into it. Um, yeah. Overall, this movie, this movie is really bad, but it's in the same level of bad that I myself was laughing at it. I was laughing so hard so many times I had to pause it to like laugh out loud because there were just ridiculous things happening and it's trying to keep my brain processing the fact that this is the 80s and this is a comic book movie, but still <laughs> things don't make sense <laughs> even for that point in time. And again, looking at the budget, I don't know where it went. Did it go to cameras? Because the the cameras not really good in this at all. Um, I don't know what happened. Um, Wes Craven's signature directing style isn't even in this movie very much. It's just for. And I know like Wes Craven did was not a fan of comic books. Really, he's not a fan of Swamp Thing. He just took the job because he needed work. And again, he was people were still kind of tentative on getting a risk on Wes Craven at this point, very early in his career because, um, the last house on the left did shake a lot of trees, um, with general audiences and people and behind the scenes and all that. So he's still very new. So I can honestly get past. So everything that I say about this movie is not to really put down the fact that Wes Craven directed it and that it was, I mean, it's still bad. Like he still has this on his resume, but I don't want to put him down because I admire the man. Um, he gave us scream. He gave us Elm street. He gave us so many other good movies red eye but like (laughs) there are things in this movie that genuinely piss me off and i can't help but laugh (laughs) so getting into this movie here oh boy we got this really weird like this is how you know star wars was still affecting the world we get this yellow opening credits title sequence where they're just narrating and giving us all the backstory we we, or telling us the movie we're about to see (laughs) and it's like I know I like when people do the Greek chorus but like this is ridiculous. <laughs> this you don't need this. Just get the movie started. This extra 2 minutes could have been cut out. And this is my again, my problem with this movie is the editing. But we are introduced to the movie and our main character through a helicopter ride, which is the only really good looking part of this movie. And it's Alice here played by Adrian Barbeau. Question, have you guys ever heard of or seen this actress before?
1: I've heard of the name cuz like the, it's the last name and like Barbeau, I don't know where I know her from, but I know that name.
0: Oh boy, and uh, Corey. Oh, I definitely know her.
2: Yep, I sure do. (laughs) And I know about the assets that she had. Yes, as well. Uh, It's like I said, I'm just, I'm just joking. But in real, real talk. You know, my grandmother used to watch a lot of classic TV, like TV Land and stuff like that. So, Maude would come on, and she was like a main character on there. That's where the
0: name comes from. Okay, so y'all know her from Maude, then. Because I know her strictly from movies. Because <laughs> yeah. back in my 80s movie phase, back in like 2014, she popped up a lot. Um, what I know her mostly best from is that she's a she's typically, um, she's always kind of connected to John Carpenter. She was married to John Carpenter, the director, um, and she was in two of his movies that were pretty big—not um, Halloween—but she was in *The Fog*. She's the main, uh-huh. she's the main final girl in *The Fog*, along with Jamie Lee uh-huh. Curtis. Um, and then she's also in *Escape from New York*, which is a movie uh-huh. I don't like. So I'm sorry to, uh, I'm sorry Gen Xers and people out there, but that's just the movie I did not like. Um, but yeah, she's most, she's closely associated with him, and she's done a few other things. But she's kind of like a. Um, She's mostly from what I've heard of her, she's known as kind of like a kind of like a B-list, C-list Scream Queen, Zarya, where she's not like a survivor usually, but she is the people she's is what people represent and what people think about when you watch a slasher movie and they bring up like the horror character, like the slutty one. She is that she is the epitome of that. Like that is where that image comes from, is through her. She often played like the big breasted girl who would get off in a very sexual manner. And she was mostly famous, much like another actress by the name of Linnea Quigley. She was famous for her really big boobs. (laughs) And so her stardom pretty much came from doing horror films where she was able to showcase and get shirtless. And again, she wasn't as famous as Linnea Quigley, who would kind of make that her thing. Linnea Quigley was in uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night and a few other movies. But... This is Adrian Barbeau. is mostly known for being the big-breasted best friend.
1: She was Simone in uh, Scooby-Doo Zombie Island. Yes! Mm-hmm. Oh, yes! We talked you about know. her. Yes. <laughs> That's I think also why her name sounds so. Because we literally we just like I think we, the last episode on we just we talked, talked about her. her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I mostly know her as kind of like a being a scream queen. But, yeah, she is. Oh, yeah, she has a really good actress. Uh, she has a really good accent in that one. I thought I. Yeah. OK, I remember now. I'm still editing that episode, by the way, as of this recording. So it's it'll come out soon. <laughs> but um but yeah, so that's that's Adrian Barbo. She's our main character, Alice, here, who's sent from Washington to pretty much shut down this research facility that no one knows what's going on. And so this is this is pretty popular for comic books to shut down a, a thing that people don't know what's happening. But like scientists are just doing science things and no one really knows what's going on. Um, but here's my thing. Like we're in the swamp here. We get introduced to her. They land and there's just immediate misogyny happening. They're like, oh, they sent a woman to, to the off to the to this swamp here. And she just kind of yeah. lets it slide off. But That really bothered me. There's a lot of comments about her just being a woman, and I was like, "That why is this here?" <laughs> like, and they don't really go anywhere with it. You know, I, it's just just really side comments. And I'm like, "All right, that didn't need. To, they didn't need to say that unless she was going to be the hero of the story, and she's really not." But okay. But um, moving forward, we get these kind of like we're introduced to kind of like the bad guys, Arcane, who is said at the top here to be dead. Which is a nice little I will say it's a nice little trick that they pull. Um, but we get this guy just kinda in the swamp. I don't know what he does, but he's in the swamp and then he immediately gets like jumped by these like government officials. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> just like imagine being robbed in the swamp. <laughs> like, like, damn. <laughs> this is where why I was why <laughs> am I getting robbed in a swamp? What do I have that you need immediately in the swamp? <laughs> like, where? <weird. laughs> like,
1: That's why oh, I was yeah. laughing so
0: hard. None of this makes sense.
1: <laughs> We're both in this wood, wet woods. Where are you going to go? You robbed me? Where are you going?
0: Mm-mm. Behind that. You know. <laughs> 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 All right. Bye. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. I just thought that was funny, and so well, to make it weirder, he pulls a snake out of his pocket. There's a boot. Exactly. I was like, what type of fucking Woody
2: type shit? Like, why does he have a snake in his pocket? Just a random, like, we not like this is my pet snake, Reggie. No, this is just a random snake he found, probably
0: just. Slithering around the fucking for- the marsh. He just said, "Yep, that's mine now." Yeah, like they just weaponized this snake. They're like, they they jump this guy and like rob him. And they're, again, they're supposed to be like government people, but like they're just picking on this random dude. I guess to show the audience that they're bad. But like they pull out this snake and then he lets it bite him, and then he just goes ah, and then we never see him again. And I'm like, what? What is why? Why? <laughs> We're told earlier that Alice is there because some guy got ate up by an alligator, which that's. I didn't think that was the same guy, so it's it's not the same guy. But, like, why is this here? <laughs> why is this so weird?
2: Oh,
0: so weird. Oh, man. It just, not only was he robbed, he was also bitten by a snake forcefully. But that's just weird. Okay, so we quickly meet up with our main scientists and our main characters here. There's mysterious research happening on these plants, which is per, you know, lore. Um, but we get to, uh, we get introduced to Alan uh, Alan, my note says Alan, Alec Holland, and Linda Holland, a brother and sister team. I thought they were married at first, but they're a brother and sister team of scientists who are continuing the work of their father, who was aptly named Walter. So, you know, I'm glad I'm in this movie somewhere. <laughs> but um, apparently, they've just been dedicating their lives to studying the swamp, and there's some kind of like. You know, world-saving mutagen happening here, which again reminded me was when I was watching the TV show. I realized, okay, a lot of this, the TV show is kind of re, re, not redoing, but um, bettering some of the plot points that this movie in introduced, and I'm guessing it may originate from those comics um, that I have not read. <laughs> um, and so right upon meeting Linda and Alec, and you know, again, they're supposed to be all business all professional. They're here to do a job. She's here to shut it down. So I'm thinking, okay, we're going to get some conflict, you know, some pretty, and I have a really good comparison. So remind me to bring that up, but like, there's some good conflict here about, you know, shutting down this mysterious research that they don't even know that they're doing. And then the next scene is Alec and uh, Alice just taking a boat ride through the swamp, Not even giving us exposition Not even giving us character development They're just like we're gonna go take a ride And chill out for a bit Sir you were just doing research active research You're gonna just take this girl out on a date real quick (laughs) In the swamp (laughs) It was just such a weird
2: move That wasn't the only weird move he did I was gonna talk about what he did when he got back To the fucking uh, lab dude That made me so mad Yes, oh, that like, pissed
0: so bad. Yeah, we, I mean, we'll talk about it right now. I'll, well, the next thing I'll say is this that Alice changes clothes, and I was laughing so hard because she looks like Grandpa Tennyson with this like Hawaiian, this red Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, Grandpa, is this what's gonna happen? He's gonna scan the uh, swamp thing,
2: is this what's gonna happen
0: now? Right, and then so they get back to the, the the lab here. I'm guessing this is the scene you're talking about, Corey, where the <laughs> he realizes that the green slime they they produce, this formula they produce, you know, at first it just creates sparks, and then it actually creates like plants and is sprouting plants. So it's creating land out of nowhere, and to celebrate with this woman that he just met, and again, they're supposed to be government official, professional people. He kisses on the lips. (laughs) Repeatedly. Repeatedly. Where's HR? (laughs) Who's the
2: HR department? Oh, my God. Like, it's so, like, you said it. Like, I literally watched it. I'm like, you met her two hours ago, bro. (laughs) What the actual fuck is
0: going on right now? And then, like, even beforehand, they blame her for the boat ride. So, again, more misogyny. But, like, she's like, you just said you're down from Washington and you go and take our lead scientist on a boat ride in the swamp. I'm like, sir, she just got here. How would she know how to go through the swamp? She doesn't. She's from oh. Washington.
1: <laughs> There's no swamps in Washington. Wait, Washington State or D.C.? I don't know. They just Did kept she? saying
0: Washington. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure they meant
2: D.C. Because whenever someone says Washington, they're talking about, like,
1: Government Washington, which is in DC. I mean, are there swamps in Washington? People usually say, when they're talking about the state, they usually say Washington State. True. true. Yeah. But again, do they?
2: (laughs) Are there swamps swamps in Washington? (laughs)
0: There's no
2: swamps there. No, there's no swamps.
0: But yeah. (laughs) this this whole like conceit is just really we're off to a bad start already and i'm laughing but i can understand how everyone else could be irritated Uh, essentially this entire like first half of this movie reminded me a lot of like if you took the incredible hulk like an episode of the incredible hulk 70s series which is really good and then like mix it up with the the really like silly aspects of the first friday the 13th movie Essentially, what you got here. And, you know, if you go back and listen to our review of what me and Zarya and Savannah was saying, the first half of that movie is really stupid because <laughs> it's just a lot of, like, really weird gags going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I will say, though, the swamp is inherently scary. So I love the location. I just hate that this entire movie is in daylight. <laughs> Except for the big explosion that happens, uh, with, uh, when we get introduced to the villain, but like this whole entire, like movie is so overly lit and I guess they're suiting outside, but like y'all couldn't get any kind of golden hour going on at some point. There's just like, everything here is way too bright to the, to the fact that like the scariness of the swamp just doesn't, it just, it goes from trying to be scary to being kind of yucky. And that's my only, like, ding, really, for real, on Wes Craven. Him being kind of known as a horror director, whether he likes it or not, you are kind of doing a horror character, so why wouldn't you attempt to make the swamp kind of scary? But no, it does, like you were saying, Corey, it does kind of, and I, I could see where he was going with it kind of looking like an older creature feature from like the fifties, but with color, you know, a uh, creature of the black lagoon, maybe like that scene from Frankenstein where he throws a little girl in the water like that. I can see if he went fully there, but he doesn't. And so it just looks really bland and disgusting and sweaty.
2: <laughs> yeah, it does. It looks moist. like, Literally it looks yeah. moist
0: but dry.
2: It's a weird it's a weird texture thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I wrote this in my notes. These transitions and this is what really pissed me off throughout the whole movie. The oh. first time it happened, I'm like, "Okay, that was weird. I can get over it though." And then it kept happening, and then it kept changing shapes, and I'm like, "Okay, what is with these PowerPoint transitions happening in this movie?" Oh my God, I was so irritated. It was like a swipe left, swipe right. Oh, here's a star, (laughs) circle, square. (laughs) At the end of the movie, it like (laughs) slimes away. And I'm like, what is with the who? Were they just going down the list of like transitions? Like, who did this? Why? Oh, and they were color coded too. Some were green, some were yellow, some were white. Like it was a, that was a weird choice. And I I just, I do hate the editing in this movie. (laughs) It's so bad, it's so laughable. But like the the transitions of them just being like, oh, we're gonna swipe up from the left side, and we're gonna swipe down from the right side now. And I'm like, who? Why? Who approved this? Who did this? (laughs) I want to slap whoever did this. I don't know i don't care how old you are I, this was this is not needed and, and, and again post star wars like this is not which still uses the same kind of transitions but kind of pro- makes it more you know blockbuster and i get it well no I gonna, i'm not gonna say i get it because again this is 2.5 million that's considered a blockbuster in 80s terms what the fuck's going on here <laughs> okay so we get to this we get more misogyny actually and then the uh we end up getting this big old reveal And this is where, this is like the section of the movie I actually do like, and I want to see what you guys think here. So essentially, when we figure out that the the formula can grow plants, these government officials, the government officials immediately turn on Alec and his sister, and they attack Alice. Uh, They hold her down, which is made me uncomfortable. And so the lab gets taken over by Ritter, this character that's kind of floating in and out. He's kind of the leader of the research part here. And so, you know, they're throughout the whole movie, they've been talking about how Arcane is dead. They keep bringing up this Arcane guy who's supposed to be the one funding this entire thing. And Ritter is the guy taking over. <laughs> it turns out, in a really weird plot twist, <laughs> Ritter is Arcane. But the way they present it is that he... <laughs> They say Arcane is dead. And he says, actually, Ritter's dead. And pulls off a rubber mask, <laughs> Mission Impossible style. And who exactly? A whole new actor is here, and he is Arcane, and he looks like a German.
1: <laughs> All they needed was the dun dun dun. Right,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> That's the
0: only thing that was missing. What did you think about this? We'll start with you, Zaria, but what did you think about this When this dude, who's been in the the entire movie so far Just rips off his own face I literally said, come on (laughs)
1: Like, I didn't expect it to go that route But I'm so mad it did (laughs) Because why?
0: It was so unnecessary (laughs) It's so unnecessary (laughs) So the, we're, the money went towards the mask, right? Like
1: that's
0: <laughs> <laughs> Corey. What did you think about this scene,
2: dude? I literally said, "Bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I was so upset. And I said, dude, "I was like, you did not just do it to me. You did not just do it, Ethan Hunt." Like, what type of shit? <laughs> I think I literally <laughs> <do it. laughs> Oh my god.
1: I think I paused the music at that point, and I sat there and I just
0: like looked at my phone and was like, "What am I doing with my life?" <laughs> 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 oh man, yes, yeah, it was just so un- Like, Okay, if he was going to be a different person, he's uh, the <sighs> the mask he's wearing doesn't have a mustache, right? So he pulls off the mask and he's wearing a mustache. Why not just take the mustache off of the actor then? Why did he have to have a whole face? <laughs> Actually, Arcane, this character you've never met, is dead, is not dead, and I'm Arcane. And so so who the hell was Ritter? <laughs> well,
2: you're just like, this is confusing. Literally just like, I just need to, just, this confusing is
0: confusing as fun. I don't need this right now. And I love how everyone just kind of goes with it. They're like,
2: oh no. He's <laughs> No. <laughs>
0: I asking mean, a hard questions like why the
2: fuck have you just been like this
0: doesn't even make sense <laughs> man and so basically arcane kind of takes over this research since they got the formula right and he wants to take over and i guess take out these guys which he does because linda she does she tries to make a run for it essentially well i will say alice kind of is outside of this scene because she gets knocked out because she's the one that goes and gets rid of her so she gets tricked and this will happen a lot in this movie. She just gets tricked by the same guy. Um, but so Linda tries to run out. And as she's running, she runs really her run made me laugh, but she gets shot and dies. Yeah. And so at this point, Alec is like, oh, no, my sister, she's broken. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my god! <laughs> it was the way she felt that made me think of that. I was like, what
2: the fuck? Oh, my <laughs> sister! She's broken!
0: Nah, it's just A. <laughs> <laughs> Dead as hell. Dead as hell. Where your where your sister at? And so Arcane makes this like huge monologue and I'm like, okay, this guy is pretty much a Bond villain. Like a really like mid level Bond villain. And it turns out the actor was in a Bond movie, Corey. <laughs> oh, please don't tell me there's that one James Bond that lasted one movie. Uh no, he was an octopussy He was the villain. <laughs>
2: No, he was not. Oh my god! No wonder his fuck like he was acting like he was so Shakespearean.
0: I'm like, I fucking hate this guy. I really hate this guy. So I guess what that's why they got him. He was the villain in Octopussy, which is actually one of my favorite Bond movies. It it's still ridiculous as hell. There's like space, not space, but um, there's like uh uh, uh spy circus girls in there that I really liked. But oh. so they, he kind of just does, does the same thing here. <laughs> Oh man. And so oh, so this part made me laugh so hard. So after seeing his sister try and run, gets shot in front of him and dies, and they start trashing the <laughs> the lab, Alex says, Well, maybe if I try, I'll get away with it. <laughs> <He> Bro, t- <laughs> like that is so stupid. I'm like, You didn't
2: learn anything from your dead sister. That's crazy. And not so, a thing. <laughs> not a thing the no, damn thing Oh that's crazy
0: <laughs> And so He says well maybe if I try And he grabs it and tries to make a run for it And then he immediately gets caught And so he spills The formula on Like he doesn't even like really get caught He trips over his own self And like tri- spills it on him And so it explodes And he sets himself on fire
2: <laughs> Dude <laughs> We're going to talk about tripping. We need to talk about uh, fucking cables tripping the entire fucking movie. Yes. Um, oh, <laughs> that made me so bad. I you walk straight. I saw I am going to slam you. I saw it. I am just reaching the air. Just
0: Everyone was just tripling and stumbling and falling. <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, whatever else Fergie said. But that's what was happening. And uh, it's just like the fact that the hero of our story. The reason he is the way he is is because he set himself on fire and then runs out and jumps into the swamp because he's on fire. <laughs> As one would do. Yeah. Like, that's superhero <laughs> movie level shit. <laughs> he says, I'm going to make a <laughs> run for it and then sets himself on fire. Oh, my
2: God. Oh my He literally is like, he thought he was Superman or some shit because he's like, I'm faster than am breeding bullet. That's, you literally did not make it two steps without getting caught. That's
0: that's insane. And there's only like two steps up the stairs. What? Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. What is, oh. And again, just for comparison, the TV show that I discussed earlier, th- they make it happen more seamlessly. It is a purpose-like assassination. They They rig the boat to explode that he's getting away on. But in this in this movie, he trips, sets himself on fire, and then jumps into the swamp. He <laughs> literally became a superhero on accident. Like that's the funniest
2: part about all of this. Like he, it's on accident.
0: <sighs> meanwhile, <sighs> yeah. Meanwhile, Alice like has enough time to grab a notebook and then pass out or pretend she's asleep, and I guess actually pass out because she doesn't wake up till the morning. And then like we get these green fireworks who I thought were pretty cool actually. The, like the, the the light turns green essentially. And so they think he's dead. They burn down the lab. And so Alice who has no like sense of urgency really, um, she tries to get away. They leave a locket at the scene of the crime. Are these the henchmen are dumb as hell. I did not like the henchmen at all. Um, especially when like one tries to help out. But um essentially Alice tries to get away but keeps failing. And they do like, pin her down and try to kill her. They try to like drown her. And this was very much like reminded me a lot of the original last house on the left. I don't know. if Have you guys ever seen Wes Craven's original last house on the left? No. No. Okay. Um, I don't know if I would recommend it because it's a very, very hard movie to watch. It is a rape like revenge film and they do brutalize oh. the lead actress in the film. Um, it does have a satisfying end, but before you get to that last 30 minutes, there's a whole hour of, like, torture. And especially with it being the 70s and a little less uh, uncensored, a little less cinematic, it's really hard to watch. So, But this whole drowning is kind of a scene straight out of that where they're kind of, like, ducking her head. And so it that's the only part that I'm like, okay, well, there's a little bit of Wes Craven. But um, other than that, she just kind of, like... <laughs> Swamp Thing enters the chat and he immediately saves her (laughs) this whole like green hand coming out and like hitting this guy in the face was uh, it was pretty funny like it was just like ah, (laughs) gotcha brother
2: uh, that's where I was like I literally looked at him like why the fuck does he look like Jeepers Creepers like this is
0: like starting to piss me off at some point (laughs) which brings me to my next question what did you think about the look of Swamp Thing (laughs) Oh my god! Like they could, have did, they could have fit a little bit. Man, what the fuck, Zaria, what do uh, What'd you think about the, the the creature design of swamp thing?
1: It just looked like muddy paper.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh, it what's a... this shit called? Paper mache.
1: Yes, it looked like a second grade art project.
2: Oh my god!
1: I got no swamp. He didn't even look like he could blend in with the moss or whatever. He just looked like a pile of mud. Right. been a mud thing.
0: Yeah, like sometimes he was green, sometimes he was gray. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how that makes sense, but okay. At some point in time, it was skin tone. I was like, what the fuck is this? Why? You, you, right.
1: you,
0: you can see his eyes underneath the, the headpiece, too. Like his, the skin of his eyes. Yeah, you no, know, that was exactly. Weird
1: there was one scene where he was like a really like an actual green color i'm like when when did he change colors cuz like cuz like the scene before he was like a gray brown right and then it cuts and then like the scene cuts and then he's back in the he's back in the scene and he's green
0: <laughs> they had to touch up while he was rolling couldn't waste the film <laughs>
1: Brown? Did they forget what color he was in the previous scene?
0: They did.
2: I'm telling you, 100. percent They did not look at any of the footage beforehand. They were just like, ah, fuck it, we got it. Let's just make him this color. He's supposed to be green, so it's green. Oh
0: boy. Uh, Corey, any other comments on the way the on the character design? Like shit. It looked like shit. It literally looked like.
2: Someone ate too much broccoli, took a shit and then put <laughs> moss on it.
0: That's what it looked like. Put that little like uh, paprika, like the little uh grassy stem on it. <laughs> now it's fancy. Bro,
2: <laughs> exactly. And I'm
0: just sitting there
2: like, dude, like I said he looked like Jeepers Creepers. Like he literally looked like something that you'd find in your garage, like in your the corner of your garage. He literally looked like <laughs> He looked like a weird salad from a fucking like like, from some weird joint, bro. Like, he looked, like, literally like a moss salad. And I'm very upset about it. Like, he's supposed to look mossy, but, like, not, like, second grade. Like, I just pulled this off the fucking, I just, I just made this out of paper mache. Here, Dad, do you like the way this looks?
0: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's
2: it, it just giving me fucking, here's your participation sticker. That's what it's giving me.
0: Here's what I'll say though, um, cause like, okay, we're all familiar with the the comic book design, right? Like he's a little bit more hulkier. Yeah. He like, kind of they kind of get the face right in this one, but like he's he's a giant grass monster essentially. Um, he's freakishly tall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So why is? <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: He's I'm... like human. He's like human height. Yeah, <laughs> man, I'm taller than him. And so, They're like I so said, right.
0: like I said in the movie facts, they are doing the Incredible Hulk thing where they have two actors, and there was one playing the human character. This is a different actor playing underneath the suit in in the movie, and uh, and speaking. And so I'm like, okay, they they couldn't find a a bigger actor, or was this just the biggest actor they could like? You know, Lou Ferrigno is more substantially bigger and taller and beefier than uh, what's his name, uh, Bixby. Uh, and so when they try to do it here, I'm like this, they're essentially the same dude. <laughs> it's just, and, and Ray wise is the guy that plays the human version of him, who is a, who goes on to be a pretty big actor. Um, I forgot exactly what he's known for, but Ray wise pops up on a whole lot of like things back in the day. Um, Now I want to look it up. <laughs> But, like, yeah, I'll, I'll say this. I, I'm not too big on the design of the comic books. I, I think the face is weird, but uh, them trying to connect the the cheeks and the with the nose, and it kind of looked weird to me. But other than that, he's, I mean, it's a fine design. Um, speaking of which, Corey, I just looked up Ray Wise here. Um, he was in Jeepers, Jeepers Creepers 2. Oh, bitch, that makes sense. And he was in the first one, and he was in the third. Oh, my God, he was in the third one? He was in he's in Jeepers Creepers movies. This is the human guy of Arcane before he turns into Swamp Thing. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know Ray Wise from uh... Oh, that's like all that's all he was also in Twin Peaks. So that's probably what I would recommend. Yeah, he was. okay, cool. He's he's still kicking though, still killing. He, he does horror cons now. He's seventy six years old. Oh wow. Okay, but back to the movie here. But um yeah, like the design in this one is just weird. <laughs> you know what I thought of though when he like when we get a full shot of him, to me he looks like you remember the episode of SpongeBob where Squidward gets like stuck in that cement? <laughs> and so Gross. Patrick and SpongeBob <laughs> try to take care of him and they think he's a creature. <laughs> yeah, the in the cop bro. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was thinking Honestly. the entire time.
1: That's a more convincing Swamp Thing This Swamp Thing.
0: Exactly. <laughs> At least we had a plant. Right. <laughs> yeah, the entire time I was thinking of, like, Monster Squidward. Because, <laughs> like, he's just, he, he barely moves despite having legs. And he's just, like, swimming about. <laughs> it's just, this design. Okay, I get it's the best you could do. In the like early 80s, but also like again, like around, I refuse the- to believe that.
1: I <laughs> refuse to, to believe that that's the best they could do in the 80s. No, nah, that's you being too nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, so <laughs> <laughs> too-
1: there's some movies where the makeup design is really, really good and they're from the 80s, so I don't even want to hear.
0: Oh, 80s,
1: nah, cut that. Yeah, Freddy Krueger's well, face is
0: Yeah, even yeah superman was the 70s too yeah like oh man it's just because now i'm thinking like even chucky in the first like child's play film more human and more realistic as like an animatronic Mm -hmm. doll than this makeup than a
1: person in a costume
0: (laughs) ridiculous oh man i've trying to look around my room and see if i can find anything but I, anything i'm looking at is just not the same <laughs> so yeah you guys are right maybe i am being a little bit too nice here because this design is it's not even scary it's just kind of like what are you doing dude <laughs> dude it's sad it's pathetic it's just like what the fuck am i watching dude all right so moving forward here um like we said, Alice falls a couple of times and Swamp Thing gets away, and so we got this little a team.
2: <laughs> a lot. Well, she like she's on the ground half the time. <laughs> I'm like, how are you a special agent and your ass is on the ground?
1: Right, like, right, I was like, out the field head. quick fast and in a hurry, because you're not about to mess up my case, because you clumsy. Right.
2: Exactly, because you can't walk with your two front feet, you fucking <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: And I love how like after everything that happened She walks over to like a gas station And we get the best character of the movie We get introduced to this little boy with glasses Gas station Jude Is what I put in my (laughs) In my notes But gas station Gas station Jude ends up becoming the sidekick character And I love him because He's acting way better than everyone else And yet he's still a bad actor (laughs) Mm -hmm. Everything he says is just in like it's it's hilarious because of how flat he says it, but again he puts more emotion than anyone in the movie. <laughs> Bro, you
2: know what's funny is like when I was watching this movie and saw him and heard him talk. You guys, you know, you guys have watched it, right? The nineties version of it. Yes. Yeah. So you remember that guy, the black guy who played Mike, who also played the dad and uh, sister, sister. Yes, yes. I used to to make fun of his accent so much because he said there's something terribly wrong in (laughs) Derry. Something terrible. I (laughs) (laughs) I was like making fun of his the way he talks. What that? What's that over there? What? What? what, Where? What is that right there? I'm like,
0: what the fuck is? What accent are you doing? Is it Southern? Is it like... <laughs> <He's> tr- <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> in that movie, it's trying to be a, a Maine accent because everything in Stephen King takes place in Maine mostly, but yeah, they're talking about Tim Reed and then the kid actor was Marlon Taylor. The, uh, the, yeah, Marlon Taylor. But uh, you're right, you're right. This kid is on par with both of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just for me, it's just like, she goes to the gas station she asks for her phone and then she gets like a Coke and she's like... She's, like, kicking it or whatever, and he's like, nah, you gotta punch it. (laughs) And then, like, gives the biggest punch he can. (laughs) Bro,
2: (laughs) he said, I'm sorry, it's that line, though. After she gets chased by uh, the fucking bad guys, and he goes, what happened to that? (laughs) And she goes, it hit a tree. He's like, "Mm mm-hmm. That must be one. Of, it must be one of those hit and run kind
0: of trees because it's not standing there no
2: more
0: oh god not for me it was when like he so he like dies (laughs) i'm assuming oh yeah dude yeah he died yeah he did die (laughs) and so it was just a funny like it was unintentionally funny because it's supposed to be a heart-wrenching moment but like she goes all right now you just take this boat and go on home i'm gonna finish this all on my own she takes no more than like four steps and he goes cable and she's like go home jude and then the boat just slowly rolls by and he's dead inside and i'm like oh my god like okay can we talk about that real quick Is
2: like did this motherfucker just kill a kid and then push the boat out just so she can see that like, this kid had died in the boat <laughs> she did not give a fuck beforehand she was just like Huh? Just go home. Like any other time, she'd go back and check on him, but she's
0: like, "Just go home. It's fine." No, bitch. He's dead. <laughs> Ew, like, these henchmen, like, what are they, Jason? Like, what, what, are, what are we doing? <laughs> oh
2: man, at least Jason didn't kill Kit Well, no, he, he did. He did. He, did. <laughs> <laughs> he did.
0: But like, what brings, what cracked me up the most though, and I want to know if this cracked y'all up. But like, so Swamp Thing comes up to save the day, and he brings him back to life. And the first, the first thing this kid says is, oh, oh. shit, <laughs> there goes the there neighborhood. Goes the neighborhood. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Ah. <laughs> Back it up. Let's break this down. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think there's a neighborhood.
2: i was like, what the fuck?
0: What? What are you talking about, bro? I was like, well, number one, was Swamp Thing just standing there the entire time after they killed this child? (laughs) You couldn't have helped then, and then. Oh no!
2: Remember, he ran over afterwards
0: because he heard her scream or whatever, and he like dipped after the kid. Okay, okay, that I'll give him that. But then, like, this man has the power to heal people, and so he wakes up. (laughs) I'm like, I know it's an expression, young man, but. Sir, you're in—you're in, in a boat in the middle of the swamp in the arms of a giant green monster. After being brought back from what I believe is the light, and the first thing you say is a joke. <laughs> joke is in the what are you on Sesame Street? Shut up! You died. What the fuck, dude? Given that you're the only black person in this movie, no one else is gonna get that reference. <laughs>
2: Exactly, no, bro. There is
0: no way. (laughs) Oh, man. And then, like, oh, man. That that whole thing had me in tears. And then even beforehand, this movie, like y'all said, like, 90% of it, Alice is falling over. But, like, if you can break down this movie into, like, parts, I'm pretty sure there's a good compilation video on YouTube of just all the chase scenes in this. Like, this movie is, like, you know, 75% chase scenes with like boat chases and chases on foot and like like even swimming chases like there's <laughs> a full scene of like she swims to get away and they cut and she, I'm like did they cross the entire lake like how did what is this chase scene <laughs> and then oh god I'm starting to get a headache now that I'm thinking about it <laughs> But like, there's a whole yeah. boat chase scene where they do try to like get um, Swamp Thing, and the part made me laugh so hard, where he flips the boat over, and everyone goes, oh, shit, and then it explodes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he said, oh, shit. Yeah,
0: like, so, bro, what?
1: There goes another expense for the budget. Really? Another explosion.
0: And then yeah, there's even a random scene where like the they they hop off the boat, and so a boat like slowly crashes into another one, and then immediately explodes. Oh, that pissed me off so bad. It was the speed of the boat did not match the to warrant an explosion. They couldn't afford speed. (laughs) They couldn't afford
1: speed.
0: Oh god! Oh god! (laughs) <laughs> also, there's a Wilhelm scream in there. <laughs> yes, there? sir. <laughs> he jumps off the boat and goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so all right, let's start gearing towards the end here because honestly, like I said, a lot of this movie is just chase scenes happening. And so, Ad- Adrian, uh, Alice, and Swamp Thing get caught by Arcane. They finally catch them. They brings them back to his Wait, little house.
2: You, you, you missed a very important part, Walter. Did I? What is it?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's that part
2: where Ferret dies, dude. Who? The the main curly headed
1: fuck, the one that's been like. Really uh,
2: sadistic.
1: And then the one dude is like, what about Derek?
2: Yeah, <laughs> they Oh yeah. Bro, like, go
1: ah, ah. oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, can you just tell me why? Cause he cut up because first of all, that chase scene okay, This start. this was this started as a chase scene. She kicked homeboy in the balls, jumped in the water swam from the middle of the fucking bayou through yes. the fucking land. Cowboy <laughs> gets up, tries to cut her with a machete, trips three times. <laughs> and then runs into the swamp thing. Cuts off Swamp Thing's arm and in retaliation Swamp Thing one hands this man's hand and crushes it like a grape. And then for some fucking reason, for some
0: stupid reason, Alice passes out Right, yes. (laughs) Like, did did you use all the adrenaline to get across the lake? She just, like, faints. (laughs) Bro, I like, she just
2: dropped. You're like, what in the actual fuck is going on right now?
0: (laughs) I totally forgot all about that. But yeah, she needs, yeah, she kicks it with the balls. And then, like, I wrote in my notes, swim chase question mark. How long did it get her to get across that lake? Oh my god! I was so mad. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What is? What are we watching right now? I I know this bitch got to be like sunburnt, right? Like it's the it's the mm-hmm. swamp. It's the South. It's and she's wearing nothing but like pants and a, a purple top. Like she's got to be sunburned by this point, right? Like she's not wearing any protective gear at all. <laughs> no, not at all. No, not at all. Exactly, and she got to be getting eaten up too
2: right he <laughs> does <laughs> he's like lunch baby uh-huh. they eat good bro <laughs> yeah. oh,
0: that that washington blood bro that <laughs> <laughs> that good shit Ooh. speaking of scooby-doo on zombie island i am like the amount of like boats in this movie i am waiting for snake Bite Scrubs and his hog to come rolling by <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big moon Y'all scare Big Moan away with that swamp thing shit. <laughs> oh wait. Again,
2: it's that I gotta talk about that fight scene in the in the bayou. Yeah.
1: Go oh in. Oh my
2: god. Go in. Oh ahead. my god. This is it. Okay. So the first thing when it starts, right? And they're like aiming their guns, right? Uh what's his name? Bruce Bruno. Bruno. Why did Bruno names. wait so it's the, it's the big fat
0: Oh, the bald one. Okay, yeah.
2: Yeah. So he was like, "There they are." He starts pointing his gun, like he's about to fire at them, and just waits a solid five minutes before, like, before he even starting to do anything. Swamp Thing comes out, and then my thing is like, you saw. Okay, so remember when Swamp Thing hid from them the first time in the marsh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He was right
2: next to the boat, so nobody heard him rustling in the fucking grass. (laughs) Like, he was moving grass, and he wasn't doing it silently. You heard this motherfucker. I'm like, what the fuck?
0: In the swamp, no one can hear you breathe.
2: (laughs) Exactly. I guess so. Because then... After that, you know, this man this motherfucker can't talk, but he can drive a fucking boat.
0: He can, he can drive a fucking boat. I everybody off the boat. <laughs> man, these I'm telling you, I just not I did not like any of these henchmen. I forgot they were there for like a hot minute. Like there's one scene where like the curly headed one shoots another guy and so they're like, Hey, what dude, what did you just do? And he's like, Well, we gotta go find that swamp monster. <laughs> they just killed bro, their own was, Oh, dude! He
2: didn't even realize that he killed one of his own fucking friends. I'm like, dude, he, he's like, maybe he's with Tyrone. He's like, bro, Tyrone just got shot at the swamp. Like, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm like, what, Tyrone. The, you
2: what
0: you Poor Tyrone. <laughs> oh my god. And so. So after she like faints and everything and he gets his arm cut off and so they we have to stop the movie to establish that these two are romantically involved and have a connection after sharing one kiss like what a day ago <laughs> before he was like brutally murdered <laughs> and so <laughs> she wakes up and all of a sudden the entire like framing of this movie changes like they put this glossy like romantic filter over it and so everything looks like it's glowing he's sitting there with like flowers and she wakes up mind you she doesn't know who this thing is she wakes up against the chest of this like green mossy swamp monster and she goes oh my goodness <laughs> what was this scene oh god and she's like she, uh, it's just, it, i just wrote in my notes what in the romantic novel is this it's just it, it's all like slow and like it's just so weird and she's like she looks at his eyes and she's like alec i'm like how how did how could you tell how he's covered in green shit Al. <laughs>
2: I think it was the quote that really got her for it, but I don't know why she got in his fucking face about it. Because the quote was the only thing that he said that it was just those two. But, like, yeah, yeah, no, that was weird. Like, like right, and then right afterwards, after they start, after they talk, and they're like, she embraces him or whatever, tasteful nudity right there. She's just taking a bath in the swamp, like, First of all, you just just
0: butt-ass made in the swamp? What are you washing up with? (laughs) The logic, though, it's like you spent almost a day swimming around, running around in this water. And so the one quiet moment you get to recollect when you should be planning on how to get out of this swamp and stop the bad guys. No, you have a good, long, silent look at their... I guess boyfriend maybe sort of you met a day ago, and then gets completely naked. I guess she lets her clothes out on a rock to dry off, and takes a bath in the same water you were just running for your life in. How does this? What does she have soap on hand? What, do you, I don't understand how like swamp water can be used as a substitute for bath. Like it's not like you're in a creek or in a lake. That's different. You're in the swamp. <laughs> it's just why.
2: That's what I'm saying, bro. Like they had, like she, like like I, uh, I was like, what are you fucking washing up with, you weirdo? Why are you, why are you taking a bath in the swamp anyway? It's like you need yes. like, <laughs> don't like... you got shit you gotta do? Like, like don't you got like I don't know a job? Like I don't know
0: taking that notebook to Washington? Yeah, like oh, my God. why not just go back to the gas station and just see like, yeah, it's, it's also a house. We can put on a shower. There was no reason for her to like. If you want a nude scene, just do that. Like, there was no reason for her to, like, wash off dirt with more dirt. <laughs> and, <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten naked in a swamp. Right.
2: Like, <laughs> she was butt ass naked, which I was, like, confused about. I'm oh, like, you know, a, You probably got to, like, excuse this, but, like, she probably got a leech in her coochie. That's crazy to me. That's insane.
1: Or, or a flesh eating amoeba. Right. Amoeba. Some it's kind Compton. of plankton.
0: <laughs> something oh god and so but again this is what she's known for she's known for being naked and so there is a cut of this movie that has her full frontal like she just full full on i believe it's in the international cut but um she did like sue for them to not show that or they have some kind of legal agreement for them not to produce or show that cut so it's very hard to find but uh here we just get a lot of side boob you get a little bit of nipple from a flower um, but yeah, that's what she's known for—for for being big-breasted in in movies. And so this is this is one of them. Um, that is definitely true, 100 yeah, true. You know, I'm never gonna be mad at like free titties, but also the logic of this made no goddamn sense, and it made me mad. Like uh, I don't like being dirty, and so it's just basically she's just washing off sweat with more sweat, and I just I don't like that. <laughs> and then she puts on the same clothes where just magically dry, like. <laughs> don't know how long she was out there but like she puts on a full outfit that she had on beforehand that was already soaking wet and it was completely dry and clean and I'm like I don't uh, does he also have like dry cleaning abilities like (laughs) is he just washing clothes on the side he doesn't have an arm so I guess maybe (laughs) and then a part that made me so also mad is that and we're getting to the end here folks but like (laughs) This this notebook that they've been, like, trying to keep away from the bad guys the entire movie. This big old MacGuffin that has the formula that he just throws it. (laughs) And then the bad guys immediately descend upon them and capture them. And it is just such a ridiculous scene. Uh, Apparently, it was a part of his plan. Maybe sort of. I don't know. But they they end up in this. So, where does this... We're in the Bayou. I don't. They never say what state they're in, but we're in the Bayou. We're in the swamp. There's a big old plantation. Now, this made sense in the show that I watched, but I don't think this is in there. But I do like the Arcane's house. Like it's just, it's a nice little you know Southern, really good mansiony house. I thought that was a really cool set. Um, and they kind of mirrored that in the TV show. Like the house is kind of sort of the same, the same kind of like black and white texture and uh, tile. I thought that was a nice little callback with the little pillars and everything that's in the show what's not in the show is a big ass like dungeon (laughs) and so where do you get a big ass dungeon in the middle of swampland like (laughs) they just throw these guys in the dungeon
1: (laughs) how does that make
0: sense there's not a sewer system it's the swamp so what's going on
2: (laughs) you had to deliberately build a fucking dungeon under your house like, I'm not knocking him because I want to build a
0: bat cave under my house. But, like, I just have a reason to be there. Not a fucking dungeon. Look, I'm not mad that it's a dungeon. I'm mad the fact that, like, this is swampland. There's nothing underneath the house but water. So where did this big-ass no. cave come from?
2: That <laughs> is also true, too.
0: Um, There's also one scene that I will also say it's a pretty good scene. Probably the best scene of the movie. But it is where Arcane is hosting this dinner. And Bruno is it? He's the one that's like, so we got the formula. We're going to recreate it. How are we going to test it? He's like, we're going to test it tonight. And so he tested it on Bruno. And it's a pretty good, a horrific scene of Bruno transforming at the dinner scene. I'm like, okay, this is truly scary. I like his – the actor doing a really good job at reacting and forming this. And then he, he comes up, and it's, it's Oolong from Dragon Ball. He just Pretty much. He, he just turns into a pig. I don't know how that works with vegetation or plants, but he's a pig now and he throw him in the dungeon. <laughs> well,
2: he didn't explain like that the fact that the serum doesn't have really anything to do with plants. It I guess amplifies the either animalistic or vegetation side of somebody that makes you more of who you are. So since uh Alec Holland Holland was uh, loved the swamp and loved everything about the swamp he became the swamp, that, and since he you know, was a coward, I guess he was a fucking. He turned into a little piggy. I'm like, because he squeals. I'm like, that's fucking
0: dumb. i <laughs> I'm stupid at the same time. And so, I guess because Arcane is what wily, he turns into a giant warthog. <laughs>
2: Merle, I don't know, Monkey, Warthog, Fox like it was a weird hybrid of shit like I was like what is this
0: if I'm being honest you know if Swamp Thing looks like Squidward in that one episode of Spongebob, Ar- Arcane looks like a giant turd with hair like it's a giant turd oh my <laughs> he looks like a turd with a mullet <laughs> and I was not happy <laughs> at all and for a second I thought I was watching Power Rangers <laughs>
2: I'm like I'm not Power Rangers
0: <laughs> he looked like one of those Power Rangers villains that would be like oh, written up the street Like he, he grabs a sword where did he get the sword that wasn't no, set up uh, anywhere
2: <laughs> and you know what if we're going to talk about the sword let's talk about
1: uh, uh, oh
2: my <laughs> god that scene at the end of it was so bad oh I was just cringing and then and he's just like, what type of slow ass person is this? And then, oh, 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 oh. After he stabs Arcane, right? Yeah. After he stabs, though, he just starts playing with the sword.
0: Why? Victory victory <laughs> dance? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
2: no, like, he really, like, when I'm playing with the sword, he'll, like, he, he set it down softly and just tapped the hilt, and then he finally stabbed into to the ground. I'm like, why are you admiring your work? Right. Just.
0: Put the sword down. Yeah, just for people keeping up there. So basically, Arcane ends up taking the formula for himself after figuring out that it re- is supposed to refer or uh, reflect who you are, because that's a, because science works that way. It's about who you <laughs> are instead of you know actual formula. <laughs> and so apparently, if you take it, you get your own mutation. Um, before <laughs> another scene that cracked me up though is that Arc. <laughs> swamp thing and alice are in the dungeon there and there's a little bit of light and she's like use the light it we're, it helps you because you know photosynthesis i guess and he starts growing his arm back and for a minute it, it's a it's a muppet arm and it was really cute i <laughs> he grows a little Muppet arm and then that's enough to like get him out of there but what made me mad again is that this little piggy Bruno was like hey I've been in this the entire time watching you grow your arm back but also there's a way to get out of here you just gotta press that thing I can't reach it but I didn't want to tell you until now excuse me (laughs) you could have told them beforehand there would have been a lot of you know big motivation for him to get out of that a lot sooner (laughs) that is true and so, yeah, we get this big ass like ro- rubber robot, rubber robot, rubber, you know, monster suit fight with Arcane and Swamp Thing and the sword. And, you know, um, <laughs> Alice gets stabbed, but, you know, it doesn't really mean anything because we already know he can bring people back to life. So and she gets stabbed right in the tit and falls for a bit. And so that gives him the motivation to beat up Arcane and I guess kill him. <laughs> And he brings her back, and all of a sudden, her her wounds are are gone. And so, to conclude this movie, (laughs) they go their separate ways, I guess. I don't know. She's just like, hey, where you going? He's like, I belong to the swamp now, but you can go ahead and tell our story. And he just, like, wades into the water, sort of, and then, like... You know, credits roll. Also, Jude comes right back at the end. Like I forgot Jude was in the movie, but he's like, "Hey, what's he doing?" She's like, "He's the he's the part of the swamp now." You know, he's gonna Swamp Thing goes into the swamp to swamp another day, and that's the end of the movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh my god! All right, my favorite part of the podcast so far. (laughs) Recommends? Do you recommend Swamp Thing from nineteen eighty two, Zarya? Um. Do people in hell want hot water? Yes. I mean, would it already be hot though if it's in hell? Or Would it be a luxury if you had? Would, I feel like if you're in hell, it would give you exclusively Don't cold
1: water. Don't think too much on it. It's just supposed to be a no.
0: Yeah, it's not, exactly. It's supposed to be a no, Walter. Just stop thinking too much.
2: <laughs> Sorry, this movie gave me. <laughs>
0: this movie gave me nothing else to think about. So. I... He <laughs> said, "I gotta put my brains in." All right, Corey. What about you? Do you recommend Swamp Thing?
2: I will say this like I say a line:
0: "Fuck
2: no, baby." <laughs> but no, no. Honestly, I gotta say this too. It's like no, but like it's like watching the room because I've watched the room more than once. Oh no! But I watch it for the comedic comedic aspect. But like you know, I'd say no, don't watch it. But like if you're like that type of person that likes those bad movies, yes. I would recommend that.
0: Oh, boy. And, yeah, it's it's a no for me, dog. So, yeah, yeah. no's all around. This movie is not needed. You don't need to watch this at all. Um, I, I do feel bad, but I feel like you guys are right. This movie, if you've seen this movie, it makes you not want to know, know or learn anything about Swamp Thing. Because, <laughs> like, this movie offers nothing but, I guess, titties and a really cool black character that... Dies <laughs> and then comes back. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess if you like warthogs, you get a cool fight scene at the end, but
2: <laughs> what cool fight scene? Did we watch the
1: same movie?
0: Yeah, no, right. it's, not, it's not a cool fight scene. I, I don't, I'm trying to give it something, but nah, it's it's a not recommend. This movie's trash. Um, the movie had Jude, <laughs> yeah, I said, Jude is the only redeeming factor in this entire movie. Dude, yeah, it's the only reason you would ever watch. And then at that point, just YouTube scenes with him. <laughs> you don't need to watch the full movie. But yeah, this is pretty bad. So it's a not recommend all around. Um sorry Wes, this is not this is probably your worst movie ever. I, don't, I haven't seen Music of the Heart or anything, but like uh I'm pretty sure this is the worst one. Um, so this is pretty bad. Um, but I I enjoy talking about the movie. I enjoy laughing and discussing and making fun of and questioning this thing that is legally called a movie so thank you guys for joining me (laughs) this is a movie this exists yes (laughs) yeah this was a film
2: yeah it was
0: definitely a film (laughs) thank god it wasn't two hours it was only an hour and some minutes though that made that did not make any of it better (laughs) i'm just sitting
2: there like bro this needs to end now
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right And I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us talk about this horrible movie. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, again, Zaria, Corey, thank you guys for joining me. It's great having you guys on as always.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having us. Fun little discussion.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm going to be, well, I'm not going to be thinking about this at all, actually. (laughs) It's great talking to you guys. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys for listening. Um, like I said, at the beginning, we're at the end of season five. So what a way to kick it off. Um, you know, it's been fun. We're going to keep having fun. Next time we will be discussing the original Terminator, a movie that I absolutely love, a series that I absolutely love that also had a very sour ending to it. But that first movie is great. So um, stick around for that. But in the meantime, uh, I don't, I don't have a thing for this. (laughs) Just goodbye. Yeah, pretty much. There's nothing in this movie that warrants. Like, I don't, I can't. You should have
1: done the homeboy scream as he was turning into a pig. <laughs> oh. <laughs> in Christ.
0: oh God. I totally forgot about that.
1: <laughs> oh, no, I know what I forgot to say. um When Homegirl was talking to Jude. And she was like, just do as you told. I was like, ooh, not a microaggression. Not you telling a little black boy to do as he's told. Mm, what are we, the 40s? Mm. Oh, right,
2: right. right. Like, oh, oh, oh. oh my gosh, that was funny. I would say right to this now, after Jude died, I'm like, it's because he's black. That's ridiculous.
0: This is the <laughs> only
2: cool black character, and you're going
0: to kill off ridiculous right if this were a white character you know he would have put on a, he would have put on a baseball cap and would have a little slingshot and would have like alright let's get them <laughs> let me at pretty him. much man. let me at him exactly <laughs> oh man I will say this movie does have a cool poster though I like the poster
1: yeah the movie mm, cover, yeah the movie like the uh, the movie cover or whatever it looked nice it was like that's what made me think it was going to be an okay movie
0: <laughs> nope
1: <laughs> look can be deceiving
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. alright Good night, everyone. (laughs) All right. Good Good night. night. Yeah. Up, I agree with you, Zari. They couldn't come up with any like better name for this character. It could have he could I would
1: have taken splish flash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry that should have laughed that loud. <laughs> oh, she man. said Splish.
2: That's all my fucking
0: gosh. Yeah, lily pad, you know, there could have been something else, something swamp related. (laughs) Uh, You know, I
2: I think if you called him the moss, that would have been 100% better. Oh my god. The moss
0: is way creepier.